0: Welcome to our second version of episode two of the original marketing podcast. Excited to
1: be here with you today, Brady. Yeah, me too. We were uh, talking about mattresses. Yeah, we were. You were asking me what I was doing this week. Got a box spring last night, built it, and it was a game changer.
0: They are so underrated. Like, box springs are one of those things where it doesn't matter. Okay, so a question about box springs for you, Brady. If you're driving down the street and you know how people kind of put furniture out? Mm Mm-hmm. But you saw them bring the box spring out, so you knew it hadn't got wet and moldy yet. Yeah, yeah. Would you snag a box spring? Because it's kinda of like oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an unknown character in the story of your bed.
1: No, that's a good find. Like if you're in a little side hustle driving around and you have a big enough vehicle for a box spring, you could flip those easily.
0: You know, oh. How much do you pay for your box spring? I'm curious about the price so, of the box spring. So like have you ever seen a marketing ad for a box spring? No, but
1: <laughs> we we got it on Amazon for like one eighty something. King size. For so a that, box the, that's spring, that's the cheap one,
0: dude. We ain't the wrong business. Yeah. How did it arrive? Did you have to install the box spring? Is there like yeah? D- so it arrived in like a springs?
1: four foot one by one box, and then how, I had to install it. How long was the install time? Install time, pretty good. So it was like twenty minutes, maybe less. Do you think if you could charge a hundred and guarantee
0: an install time of less than ten minutes, that you could just kill them? Yeah you did a $99 box spring, 10 minute maximum install time, and then you just made it with some type of like lighter material, but it was equally strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this like, was all steel. Yeah, you know, like some lady could like, cause like, could, would your wife be able to pick it up and take it upstairs?
1: No, she couldn't pick, pick it up. Correct. So oh, we got it from, it was a recommendation from Drew and Melissa. Okay. So word of mouth is already spreading. Yeah. Yeah. Good word of mouth, dark social going on. So they have no idea.
0: Dark social. That's the biggest plague that's affecting B2B marketing yeah, today. It's not talking revenue. About
2: it it's not time. revenue.
0: It's not SQLs. It's not CAC. It's not spend. The biggest problem in B2B advertising... Sorry, I'm trying to keep a straight face. The biggest problem in B2B advertising today is dark social. Sorry, i can't, I can't say that. Seriously. Have you ever in your life
1: even cared about that? No. I, I mean, we had a prospect like why talking you about even, it. Um, we run
0: ads and marketing and stuff. Like, dark social is just like for individual influencers egos it's not for businesses
1: well yeah i I told the and b2b at least i told the prospect i think the biggest fear is it being used as a cop-out to stop the attribution journey
0: yeah okay so what like this isn't even a segment but we're just going to call this as a new segment right dark social (laughs) imagine if we had to talk about dark social every week but what what okay explain back to me because i actually heard someone okay i was on a strategy call with this like billion dollar brand and this lady goes What do you think about dark social? And I didn't even know how to respond to her because like if I could think of a trillion things that she should be concerned about given her own job security, results, impact, dark social I don't think would show up at all, ever. If I had a million things to do in my life, dark social would be $20 away. So from your perspective, Brady, what is dark social – and is there? Am I wrong? Like, is there any viability that if you're a B two B marketer, right, a director of demand gen at a B two B company, you got 250 million in funding, mm-hmm. you're you know doing well? Should you be concerned with dark social?
1: Um, I think you just need to be aware it's a thing, but it's such a small thing. But it's not a new thing. I don't get why it's in conversation.
0: It's always been a thing, though. Well, yeah. Since it's like- you and I started this thing, like what nine years ago? It's a seven, me nine. It's been a thing.
1: Yeah. I mean even me working here it was through me attending let's say it was an SEO workshop, right? That's how we got connected. So if we're trying to track, Can our, we call
0: it dark attribution then? Cuz I'm okay with dark attribution. Yeah, I, I think that is a dark term social for it. to me doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. And it's like your digital summit, right? You go on tour, people hear you, we usually actually hear in the sales process that someone saw you. And so we put that. In our Have you gotten any of those recently yet?
0: It's like post COVID. Cause I feel like it's been dead. I've just been wasting my time. We've heart.
1: gotten some post COVID.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. That's good. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like the okay, case so when I used to do it pre COVID, I had like 30 people who want to shake my hand after when we talk. Mm-hmm. Now I get like one to three. Oh yeah,
1: I guess that's a tough part of it. Just people don't want to socialize or I'm not as good. I could be either <laughs> of them very easily.
0: Yeah. Or I think the crowd was bigger too. So like I'm only talking in front of like, Seventy people now, and I used to talk them to three to six hundred. So, like post COVID, events changed. Yeah, like a lot. So, you think it's more dark socials, just like the things we can't attribute. Which, yeah. I mean, but that's a thing. okay, that's a thing. But my whole like ethos, I guess, my viewpoint on the world is why why try to control the uncontrollable.
1: Exactly. There, there's so many things you can focus on Correct. that you can track and leverage you can for control. growth and grow budget for to where. I get it that it's a thing. I don't get why it's talked about.
0: Well, cause I guess maybe it's a background thing too. So my background is economics. So in economics, the whole thing is an imperfect science. Mm-hmm. And all you're trying to do is essentially control one variable while testing others. But you always know that your models are imperfect, but you're not worried about perfection Yeah. so much as a deeper understanding of a subject. Mm-hmm. And what correlates to it now causation is pretty much borderline impossible for almost anyone due to a vast amount of variables and influencers but correlation is possible and so to me i always want to know what's what's driving my growth what's correlated to my growth not what's causing my growth and i think if you're trying to figure out what's truly causing your growth you become obsessive over this dark attribution let's call it where you're trying to find this like It's like, you know, this mythical magical thing that you'll, it's like people who hunt for Bigfoot is what people are doing with dark attribution to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I told a prospect is like attribution will never be perfect, but if you're thinking about dark social every single day and you're buying into it, that could be your ball and chain when you're just trying to continue your journey towards perfection. How's that coffee?
0: Brady's watching me try to silently yeah, yeah. set down my cup because I yeah, forgot to use the mute button which you I was like given. It. I no, oh, I like it
1: was a mute button that you're concerned about.
0: I well because okay, so offline before we started the episode, we got mute buttons because we'd be drinking and we didn't want y'all to hear us slurping in the mic. And then I told him, all you gotta do is keep your finger on the mute button. He's like, oh, I'll forget. And I was like, Ah, oh, you got this. Yeah, I was like,
1: It's gonna be hard. Like short-term memories, 19 seconds, right? Even when you hit mute, which you just forgot to hit in the first. Hey, time.
0: hey, hey! I'm seven <laughs> minutes in, and I, yeah, I did. Make, it was my first sip, and I didn't hit the mute. But button. even when you hit it, kettle black it. over here. Yeah, yeah. No, the kettle's black. All right, let's get into our first segment today. Are you ready? To it.
1: I gotta clear my throat real quick.
0: Did you hit the mute button?
1: He can't talk now. It's good. Okay, I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> That was easy.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we just got to remember. All right. Let's get to our first segment. Yeah, let's do it. Advertising jealousy. Yep. Let's have you start this week, Brady.
1: Cool. So, I kind of have a category. I have one big example, but I have some additional ones. I think the viewers are going to like it because it's kind of enlightening how advertisement works and the agendas of it. Yeah. Agendas. Ag- agenda oh, my gosh. A let's get political, Brady. So... The category I would say is ads for ads. So like an ad for an ad network. I've always been fascinated. Okay, advertising, with. advertising. Yeah. Advertising, advertising. So the big example, which could be a little conspiracy theorist looked a lot into it. There's people saying, you know, arguments for both sides. Some are saying the arguments for Apple is my example are for legal purposes for lawsuits, but it's their privacy ads.
0: Oh, so you're talking. Okay. So let's be clear. How do the ad platforms like a Facebook, Instagram, Google, programmatic, whatever, how do they advertise? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I'll get into it for like more clear examples, but Apple has obviously been pushing privacy, right? We, we now like – I love their logo animation at the end of commercials where they turn the Apple logo into a lock. Yeah, for like the sake of lock. privacy, they eviscerated small business yeah. advertising.
0: Well, you <laughs> know really, what a lot of people are saying. I mean that is what they're saying.
1: Yeah, really Facebook, um, TikTok, social channels. And it, it's, right now, it's really around apps, right? So it doesn't overlap with our world too much. Um, well, I mean, that's not – they already announced the search
0: engine. Yeah, the search engine not act like, No, the I,
1: search engine, that's going to be big.
0: I just don't want everybody to go put, like, Apple on some pedestal to be like, wow, my privacy guardian, they care so much about me at Apple.
1: Well, yeah, that's the argument. So, but one of the commercials is super clear this lady who's walking around a building it's kind of like an old school court see she sees that like her name is like oh it's an auction going on for her information so she opens up this room and it's an auctioneer and he's just going after like oh her location information it's like 500 and then it, it gets a little comical it's like her nana and someone bids like 750 on nana But it's just all about how people are giving away your personal information for their usage and their bidding on it. And so to me, as much as Apple's saying, like, this is for user privacy and now the commercials are more general, that one was pretty damn clear that they were going after other platforms who are buying data from applications. And so since they launched this, um, I was reading a good amount of studies, but you know their revenue in 2021, five bill projected to get 20 billion over the next two to three years. People are moving from Facebook, from TikTok over to Apple search ads because of these things going on. And it's um, application transparency, I think is, I don't know the acronym off the top of my head. Okay. But I just thought that was fascinating. Like as a consumer, you're seeing these commercials and it's really pushing privacy and this is around when the applications made you opt in or opt out of tracking yeah so to me i haven't seen that lately
0: by the way isn't that weird like on your iphone they talk to me a lot about that but like on all the apps i've been downloading recently i haven't got that pop-up yeah it's interesting because i I get get a setting wrong maybe you think or because i have not experienced. i know what you're talking about i see the personal. i think it's brilliant i'm just curious like i haven't actually personally experienced that
1: yeah, like, I, I remember it happening on like the big apps when it came I out. I just
0: downloaded TikTok, for example. and There was no pop up. Oh, dollars. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, yeah, guys. I'm on TikTok. Check me. I got three followers. Um, but the <laughs> it didn't pop up. It didn't. It didn't do that. Like, I, I'm very yeah. curious. Like, I'm being dead serious. Like, I just uh, there was no like, hey, Garrett, do you want to sell all your information to TikTok? Yes mm-hmm. or no? Which they show in all the commercials. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a brilliant commercial, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes me curious if it's still just the Wild West, kind of like GDPR. When that first hit and people had just ghost buttons and accept cookies, that didn't do anything. It was just a button. Didn't actually opt you into cookies or not. They just thought they were getting past GDPR and they needed a button on their homepage. And so they made one. It didn't actually do anything. No function.
0: Well, this privacy thing's weird too, Brady, because, because I was reading this thing on Twitter and I thought it was brilliant. I wish I had it. I didn't know you were going this angle. Um, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I... Because I had something really cool about this where it was talking about, like, how Apple is actually coining this ad privacy thing. And so what's going on is, like, Apple is not saying it's bad to use data. They're saying it's bad for them to give people their data. Yes. And the, this is the, what's really important.
1: giving data to Facebook for them to then use it within lookalike audiences. Things Correct. Like but they're not. It's so like Apple... Is using
0: all of your data, Brady, to advertise to you. Yeah,
1: they don't fall under the category they created for uh, app transparency and tracking.
0: Isn't this hilarious?
1: It's crazy. But that's what, like, the consumer market doesn't see that.
0: No, no, no. It's a brilliant manipulation where Apple comes out the good guy. And all the consumers and businesses are bloody and beaten all the way rolled down the bottom of the hill.
1: Yeah, so anyone who's not a mobile application advertiser... It's like cool. They're doing this for me, but anyone in that world, they're like, oh shit, needing to leverage
0: or someone who needs to leverage the advertising for their own business. Like, yeah, businesses grow through advertising. Like that's not like some made up thing. Small businesses grow through advertising, and a lot of small businesses use Facebook. They really do. Mm -hmm. And the problem now is that it's not that Facebook or Apple are being privacy wizards. What they're doing is they're creating walled gardens. And so, but Apple's the king of walled gardens. Think about it. How long, like, how long did it take to be able to use Microsoft Word or any of the products in Apple? Think about Apple Music. Think yeah. about, like, their entire, think about their cords, their chargers. Like, their entire premise of how they function as a company, which I don't blame. I'm not, like, look, that's that's their prerogative. They're a big company. I can choose not to use Apple. That's also, like, I do have that choice. I could
1: Oh, I tried. I tried to change a Google. I tried Pixel. to go to check out Google Pixel too. And everything cou- broke.
0: Everything was horrible. I couldn't I it's and brilliant. I couldn't. I didn't it's want brilliant. to be a green you can't group message. And I can't be a green chat guy. I, I just feel like yeah, the, the green thing would
1: ruin me. It's tough.
0: But my point being here is like Apple's not concerned about privacy. They're concerned about gaining a strategic advantage on the mm-hmm. marketplace yep. by developing their own advertising products, not protecting us as consumers. Yep. That's not what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's what they'll say they're doing. And so that's where it got interesting. Is it's like brilliant. Professors doing studies about how it is for the users and then reading the comment threads, like pretty smart people. And they're saying like, oh, this study would work really well in a lawsuit. So it just opens your mind. It's like, what what do you believe out there? <laughs> like, yes, it's a professor at maybe Harvard or some prestigious school. But then th- these people in the comments just being like, oh, yeah, that would Really nice to have if you got sued and for people thinking this wasn't for the user and for monetization. Oh, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I, I just it was, I love that take on it. Do you think we'll ever get sued for an ad? Sued for an ad, we're nine um, years
0: in, we've never even it's never even bubbled up, it's never even been a conversation. Yeah,
1: I guess I don't know enough about <laughs> our legal terms, which yeah. I don't think I should. I'm not saying like, Hey, I should really. Well, yeah, I time out actually. We that. have a big announcement, Brady. Do VPs know about legal? I mean, I know a good amount about <laughs> legal terms. I'm just saying when it comes to the, the ad or the agency and client relationship and responsibility for something as specific as that. Yeah. Right. Because it's not like the
0: agency made that ad, though.
1: Yeah. So I guess if we get into it and like someone on the team writes something that they get sued for and it goes through like no approval. But it's the client who gave us that. Correct. I think the client the still has to be held accountable. Their ownership of the account. So yeah, that's where I think it would still fall. I think the only
0: way it falls on Cons the agency.
1: The We'd probably get fired.
0: Oh, you definitely fired. But I, I think the only way it falls on the agency is if you're like. So imagine if one of our advertisers went rogue. Like well, that's they, what I'm
1: saying even if that happens, I'm not. I'm not sure.
0: Dude, if one of my advertisers went out there and like just did their own ad for Apple. And launched it on the trade desk and it got 10 million impressions.
1: Yeah, but it's like they the client added that person to the account. The client is admin in Ooh. the platform. They made that decision. I gotta hire Brady
0: as my lawyer. Look at they this. They can
1: kick them out whenever they want. It's their responsibility. They said, I want this person to have access to So you're to saying that ads. this is
0: someone essentially they're the, the studio, company gets sued, not yeah, the person. The, so you're saying the studio is paramount and the advertiser is the actor. You hired the actor. Yeah,
1: it's your choice.
0: The actor said something. You knew that the actors say something, and that's kind of how we got here, kind of like.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I Which I don't that. know. Like the whole Mark Cuban, right? When he yeah said fuck, and he's like, you know, you got fined twenty thousand dollars, and he was like, well, if I say it again, and he's like, fuck it, and then <laughs> because <laughs> the, terrible, you know, the fine went to charity. So it's a pretty funny clip on YouTube. Yeah. But that was all on Mark Cuban, so I I don't know those details and yeah. Hopefully, it just never happens, right? Let's not figure that one out the hard way. Yeah, no kidding. We've (laughs)
0: never even flirted with it. That's why I'm so lost. and wanted to talk about it. I bet you if I went through it, I wouldn't be talking about it.
1: But real quick, the other examples, I think, are just fascinating, personally. So I've talked about this on like Twitter and LinkedIn. But Yahoo, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they were running Facebook ads. And it, it just... I, you've probably even heard me talk about this. It keeps Have I heard nine. you
0: talk about this? You've talked about this for it's nine brilliant. years.
1: It's brilliant. It's not nine years. It's only been four. Um, four? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> more than that. so Yahoo's running Facebook ads, <laughs> yep. and they were running, like, a ton. Some of them actually didn't make sense to me, but the one that really stood out was for cars. And so they would run a Facebook ad that says, like, you know, see the, the best uh, 2022 small SUVs. And it had a beautiful image of like a Volvo small SUV looking really sharp. Very clickbaity, right? I'm just on Facebook. I'm not shopping for a car. I'm keeping my hybrid till it dies. You're an innocent man. Yeah. But, you know, cool small SUVs. This Volvo is looking good. You click the ad. It goes to the Yahoo search engine. A pre-loaded query that is for used cars or like used small SUVs or small SUV leases. Like all these different SERPs. And yep. Subaru is the number one ad, right? You got Toyota number two. And so if someone clicks that ad, Yahoo's making money. So what Yahoo's doing is they're giving Facebook meta money up front because yeah. they're paying for the ad. It points to At their a lower CPM engine, and a CPC. Lower CPM with and brand CPC. awareness,
0: right? So you're still getting the added effect of brand awareness. Because it's not an intent about. based channel, it's just yep. an audience based channel. Yep.
1: So they pay Facebook, someone goes to their search engine, then click the Subaru ad. Now Yahoo's pocketing more money. they click the next ad, they're really profitable. It's
0: essentially advertising arbitrage.
1: Yeah. And Subaru's getting screwed because Subaru has opted into the Yahoo search engine because they want to show ads for people who are on Yahoo and looking up SUV leases. They're only doing that because they're in the market, right? They're shopping. (laughs) Yeah, Yahoo's driving traffic from clickbaity Facebook ads to that SERP. So the only one losing... Is Subaru? So let's let's pick this for the audience, and right? And the so car I'm
0: companies. on I'm on Facebook. Yep. And I'm looking for I'm I'm not actually maybe looking for a car. No, you're just on. But Facebook. But their audience target is pretty good, so maybe they kind of know I could be in the market, right? So I'm scrolling Facebook. I see this ad, and it's like shop across all your favorite like mid-size SUVs ready to off road into your future.
1: And I it didn't click. Even it. Have shop in it, dude. Oh. Like it's not even saying. This is buying in 10. It's more like check out the new 2022. Oh,
0: explore and find out what the world could have for you. Yeah, it was Boom. very
1: like not, hey, you're about to go buy. And when I click,
0: the destination URL is the uh, Google search URL or the Yahoo search URL. It's a
1: preloaded search. So it's, a, it's not like it goes to like, okay, now you're on Yahoo. Quick, quick, but the destination URL in the Facebook ad when, I, when they yes. set it
0: up is the search results page.
1: Search results for... That small SUV. And then they take
0: out a Google ad on that page. Yeah. Yahoo ad. Or Yahoo. It's all, it's the Yahoo search. It's It's all within their own ecosystem. Yeah. So they take out a Yahoo ad. I just burped in the mic. So they take out a Yahoo ad right above the fold. And essentially they know that if you click on that, how, okay. So here's a good question. If it's Yahoo right there, why, if you click on it, why is that good for Yahoo? If they already own the thing.
1: So Yahoo's making money back. Because Subaru is saying, Yahoo, I will give you, let's say, five dollars if someone
2: oh, clicks this
0: ad. Oh, 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 oh. I see what you're saying. So they're, so they're
1: paying, just... let's say, just to make it simple, it's probably less than this. When you click that ad, Yahoo is giving Meta a dollar.
0: So it's like with software advice advertises in the top four That's and right. then don't get or, too ahead of yourself. I have a good example because Capterra does this all the time. Yes. Yeah. So Capterra will do this all the time. They'll go. They'll yes. find where their CPCs are higher than Google searches CPCs, and then they'll have you click through on a Google ad to one of theirs, and then they'll charge all six vendors who that one user clicks on. Right. So they know. Okay. Average click on Google's ten. Our average CPCs maybe seven. So I can get six advertisers to advertise on that same query, mm-hmm. and then I can charge all six seven bucks, which is six times seven minus ten, and that's my arbitrage.
1: Exactly. But the Ooh, Yahoo, we're getting one is cheeky out here crazy because there's no intent. So, Subaru, Toyota, all these car companies advertising on Yahoo, they're just getting screwed by this. But for Yahoo, it is just a money printing. When machine. will
0: these poor car companies stand up for themselves? <laughs> I don't
1: know, man. I tried to tag them, didn't work. <laughs> they're <laughs> they didn't not care. listening. They didn't care at all. No,
0: I love that though. So, tell me this. Yeah, so the camera, because
1: take me to B2B. <clears throat> yeah, myself. this one's going to be really good for like our market, right? B2B yeah. SaaS. Um, so Captera I was doing client research um, for a, a gifting company a rewards company really focus on gift cards they do APIs but they also do platform. And does so, it
0: rhyme at all like with the word condoso? No, we already okay. work
1: with okay. something that would rhyme with condoso. Okay. We're actually talking to like 5 of them. It's, it's I don't know what happened in that space but it's popping.
0: Does it rhyme with coastal?
1: No, but it, we use them.
0: Okay, does it rhyme with woody?
1: No, but oh. we work with them.
0: Crap. Now I look bad. I'm going to keep trying.
1: I don't know if you'll know them because they are mostly API based. So they actually. Mostly API. Sendosa is a client of them.
2: Oh. Yeah. So they're like the SDK behind like the the whole scenes.
1: product for a product scene. Okay. Wait. They rhyme with mango.
0: Are they tango? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey. But anyway, I was doing research <laughs> and so I was Googling, Googling like some, what are some primary terms like gift card software. Okay. Right. And not a ton of directories, but Captera was advertising. So this is the same example. So they had a Google ad and it said top ten gift card softwares. Okay. So I click the ad. Sorry, Captera, costs you a little bit of money. I don't think they're gonna have a problem with that. And it goes to so whenever they advertise in Google, it goes to a top ten format. It doesn't go to like the normal organic page. And the title of the directory was gift card software. I look at the URL, it's Customer loyalty software category. They were using dynamic keyword insertion on their customer loyalty page and switched it to gift card software just for that ad. Cheeky. So, once again... That's what you would do. Yeah, of course. All these companies (laughs) are opted into customer loyalty, which is a pretty broad category. Yeah, so they just... So, the advertiser said, Hey, I want to be on customer loyalty because this thing ranks really well for well, the customer company. Loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our client is thinks they're advertising our customer loyalty. Yeah, Captera <laughs> is pushing traffic to that page through <laughs> gift card Savage. software. And not only are they doing that, they're saying everyone on that list is gift card software because they dynamically change the text on the page to say Capterra, gift card
0: software. Be on the lookout when this podcast goes super viral and we got like 75 downloads, you could be in trouble for that. Yeah.
1: So, granted, on that format, they have feature columns with checkboxes, and one of the features is gift cards, and half of the listings had gift cards checked off. So it's not to say it was like a complete scam where none yeah, of Yeah, but they didn't make
0: all – they didn't only show the 50.
1: No, they showed top yeah. 10, and, and like up, four yeah. of them had nothing to do with gift cards. They did not have that box checked Imagine getting
0: off. that click, and you have no idea. They go, what page was it? And then you get the non-dynamically –
1: oh, that would – Yeah, it was, it was wild. Oh, so, that's cheeky! But I'm fascinated. Like, it's just money printing. Is that machines. unethical? Because I think that's unethical. So I think the Yahoo and the Captera one. Yahoo is very unethical. You okay, so you think Yahoo is very unethical and Captera is not? To me, borderline. Is, borderline.
0: I, I feel like Captera is more unethical in that case because Captera is Yahoo. You still had the choice to advertise there, and you got what you thought you were getting. And one of the competitors happens to be the person you're paying, but it's still a competitor right like to me i get what you're saying i'm not saying you're wrong or anything i'm just saying like that's arbitrage what capterra is doing is manipulation because the advertiser thought that they were getting clicks for something that they're not and in fact they're getting clicks for something they don't even service with no control yeah that to me is like
1: no the reason why i say it's borderline is if none of them did gift cards but with a little bit more than half, I think, we're Yeah, but they've got
0: subcategories at Gartner where they could clean it up. Well,
1: so- yeah, GetApp actually had, which is owned by Gartner, yeah. they had a customer loyalty forward slash gift card page. And so that's where I consulted the client saying like, hey, you actually want to live here first, even though it doesn't rank as well, because this one actually isn't gift card. Can you bring API loyalty. into their
0: title? So One of the things for the listeners we like to do here is when you've got it. A- ancillary category so let's say you're an innovative product in the review site world the peer review site world they don't have anything for you you know what i mean like you're just looking around and they don't got nothing Mm -hmm. you know like your gift card api there's no gift card api category for anybody right but you're technically a gift card sdk or gift card api yeah so what we have people do is we'll have them when they do their third party review site stick with their brand name but then add their differentiator next to it like for example, many years ago, someone Brady's actually first accounts with us, and by the way, Brady, we didn't say congratulations. No, thank you. you know, upgraded I mean, VP, upgraded VP. All it was right, like it was hidden in the details. Yeah, you didn't say it. You didn't say it. I'm a guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk that noise for Brady. Brady's VP now. Um, been doing really good stuff, making us some money, being smart, hopping on podcasts. So congratulations, to Brady Cram. Thank you, sir. All right. All right, so essentially when we do this, we end up in a category with a startup, disruptor, challenger brand, and we did this for eSub. So eSub was a subcontractor software. Now, the problem with category creation in these brands a lot of times is like when you're eSub, the subcontractors that you're advertising to don't even know that a software solution just for subcontractors exists because they're used Mm -hmm. to ProCore, which all the contractors use. And so Gardner knows that and Procore is big enough that they create a category for Procore and all their tiny little competitors and then they all make money. But then ESO comes along and they're like, well, we're going to find this niche within this construction space. And instead of trying to go after the gorilla in Procore who has contractors, we feel like Procore is underserving one of the largest segments, subcontractors. So we're going to launch a service that helps them. Brilliant idea. Now the problem comes from the fact that – I can feel myself getting nasally – the problem comes from the category of the advertiser. When eSub comes to us, it's like, hey, we want to advertise. How do we go advertise if there's no subcontractor software category? So what we do is we put them in the contractor category but add subcontractor after eSub to, like, their branding. So we kind of manipulate their branding a little bit. Yeah. Did you Do you think that could work for this client where you take uh, Tango and you put them in the gift cards? software category but you call it api in the brand name like tango gift card api
1: yeah totally because i think that that would have another domain called reward genius which is platform based so they could the thing with Captera oh i
0: like that we could take market share have both brands in that thing
1: well it's nice because they have a separate domain because a lot of our clients you know this strategy is relevant but they're only categorized as one product Exactly, we did this with.
0: Remember when we had Exactly's SMB product as its own thing, and then we had their enterprise. But they
1: actually have to have multiple products for you to have multiple product titles. I see. So ESA was interesting because even the contractor (laughs) software directory started getting demand for contractor intent that wasn't relevant to them, so like managing freelancers and vendors and things like that. And so we actually took them to the construction software category, and that's where the pre-qualification... Titling really hit. Yeah. Their click-through rate dropped. Correct. Which we want. But their qualification went up. Yeah. So these are kind of strategies to, to fight the Capteras because they make less money, which is why you got to talk to these platforms very carefully because yeah. you can't make the product changes. They do it for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Timeout. You're telling me that Google Ads rep has... Google's best interest in mine, not mine?
1: So that's actually... I don't know what we're talking about today for marketing culture, but if we were going to talk about something, I made a note about All right, all right, all right. Hold on, to that. hold on. About there. the platform reps, because... Ooh, Brady man, and the reps. i still hearing Bro, it.
0: you've been spicy. I have had, like... You know Directive has done this whole thing without any platform partnerships? Because my guy Brady over here has been in charge of
1: advertising for a minute. He hates the reps. Like, nobody hates the reps more than Brady Cram. Well, they hate me, too. (laughs) But I was able to build good relationships over time. Yeah, eventually. Well, and after you got a new one every three weeks. Yeah, they knew I wasn't going to budge. They knew that if they didn't talk about our clients' interests, I wouldn't really engage on the call. So I built a relationship, but I I had to be hard ass to do it.
0: Well, yeah, because they have a tendency of showing up and talking about Google instead of listening to the client and helping the client. Yeah. Now,
1: my advertising jealousy. Let's hear, it. You hear like, it. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time on that one.
0: Bruh, this this shows for the listeners, okay? This is for the segments, for the listeners. I think we we're having fun. We're yeah, talking about it.
1: some stuff that I think helps everyone. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. We cover no a lot of different bases and perspective all the way from the consumer side to our niche of B2B SaaS. So hopefully it was helpful.
0: Yeah, or not. Just keep listening. You'll enjoy it. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I saw this ad. So here, let me show you my phone. I want you to see this thing. Okay. We, uh, we're getting our TV figured out. I screwed up. The producer told me I had to install the TV, and then I just apparently tuned her out. So that was good. <laughs> let me up. Uh, Sorry about that, Scarlet. Um, let me pull up. I'm trying to find my note now. So essentially what it is, is it's shocking. how I like shockingly memorable? Yeah. I like creativity, not through the lens of like pretty things, but through the lens of this is a different idea, a different viewpoint on the world. And it's sticky. It's sticky. It's something that like, I like things that are creative enough. That sharing it feels like the best thing to do. Mm. In other words, it's like you know when you see an ad that's so good or so funny, you have to show it to somebody or talk about it or retweet it or just it like sticks with you. Yeah, I thought that's what this did. So here, here. Yeah. so here, mute yourself and you can watch this. Essentially, who's it advertising? By the way, the ad was so clever it almost distracted me. Who, what, what is it advertising on the bottom? Like the brand? Yeah, it's Rexona. Rexona. What does Rexona do again? I can't believe. I don't know. Let's see if you can figure out about yeah, that. I'll find yeah, yeah, I like that. So Brady's watching the ad right now. The reason I love this ad is I think they do a phenomenal job of just taking a crazy concept that actually is financially feasible and bringing it to life. Like if you've ever been – if you ever have a friend in the stunt community – they are almost all desperate for work and they aren't getting a ton of gigs from Hollywood. So there's a massive community of amazing stunt people, men and women, individuals and phenomenally talented. So what they did in this Rexona commercial is they got as many of these people as humanly possible and they built an entire commercial of stunts. So every 2 seconds there's a new stunt. And I think it's a de- it's a it's a it's a deodorant, right? Yeah. I love it. So it's essentially just people, stunts, nonstop stunts, in complete insanity for a yeah, minute.
1: Yeah, the commercial title was Stunt City. So it's like it's everyone whole in the city. city is like a stunt person. So what do
0: you think about the commercial?
1: It was entertaining. And then it was deodorant. <laughs> and then it was deodorant. But it made sense. Like Everyone was very active, right? Riding well, motorcycles through windows, jumping off buildings, falling from helicopters. It was a large
0: set. I kind of like large set yeah. stuff, too. Nobody does no, large it was set very stuff.
1: large set, high production. But
0: cheaper production, probably for the talent, because they can get a ton of stunt people who are just desperate for work. If you're like, when you do live action, you have a talent budget, and so it's really hard. Like, you get David Hasselhoff or you get David Hesselhoff, and there's a big difference <laughs> between his talk and on the ad. And I think this commercial did a really good job of taking an underappreciated, under like utilized segment of talent in the advertising industry—stunt people—and then got a bunch of them mm-hmm. and did something really dynamic with it. I don't know. I didn't like it because I always kind of would love to do something large scale yeah. like
1: that. And that's a cool perspective on like the talent cost.
0: Yeah, my brain goes there yeah, yeah. because you got to scope these gigs out, and closing these gigs is really hard with customers because customers will have. Like, so we're doing live action at Directive now. We do some videos and stuff. We got some partners we work with. We do a lot more on the motion graphics side, to be honest. But we do do live action. And part of live action is, like, who's the talent? Like, sometimes we've been doing more UGC style and our own employees end up being the talent. For, like, TikTok ad videos and stuff for people. But what a cool way to find an underappreciated segment of talent. Stunt people. And... Kind of giving them a voice, you know, like yeah, and then doing something dynamic. Wouldn't it be cool if they did more like that? I don't know if you need to do a thousand stunts, I, but I feel like integrating stunts and stuff in that wow factor. It's a little bit of what, frankly, Red Bull's done, and I think it brings a certain shockingly memorableness to the ads. Even all states ads technically have stunts.
1: Yeah, well, with that one all being stunts, and I think to your point, the cost and value ratio is insane. Yeah, on that ad. Because the whole thing was stunts and the entertainment was off the charts. It was really cool to watch. And I think you do get to f-
0: the Rexona part at the end. Like, I, I think it's good enough that you watch it through.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can't say that for a lot of ads these days. That's why I liked it. it, it you know me, I collect all these kind of weird ads and I put them all in my, binder, bolder, like in my binder. By the way, not enough of y'all do this. I just want to, can I call out the industry for a second? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Y'all actually got to start giving a damn about marketing. Like, marketing. Like, actually care about your craft. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of it. All these professional marketers who don't, like, imagine any other sport. Like, imagine being a professional basketball player, but you don't put up 300 shots every day or whatever the hell they put up. Like, I don't love that. I'm not going to lie to you. That gets me like, I don't love that marketers have taken something that I believe is a craft, an art form, something that can be truly developed, mastered, and have a massive impact on the world. You know, even if you're trying to – for social justice causes, for anything, I think you need to be able to tell a story that resonates, create a message that someone cares about. And I just feel like so many marketers today, even those who work at Directive, I love you all, but I feel like many of you go about your day as if you are an employee, not a marketer. And you don't pour yourself into the craft. You don't like have – marketers that inspire you ads that make you feel something and like campaigns that bring you to life like if you want to be great at this thing if you want to be the best you have to have a passion for the art and science and experience of marketing what do you you think about that Brady
1: no I agree and I, I think I mean it's fun I think you know you and I this is an example of having it right you're thinking about the talent acquisition you know when I'm on Facebook and I see a Yahoo ad and I'm like, what is this? And yeah. I click on it, and it goes to a search engine. Like, once you start, and if you're a marketer already, you know these things. Once you start engaging in it outside of work, it's just so entertaining. Like, it's just a part of my life. So even when I travel, when I go to Japan and Tokyo, like I'm excited to see. But you're a curious human. Yes. And curiosity I, yeah. is what makes people great marketers.
0: You're someone who, th- and when you see the world, Brady, I would argue, I see green. And you see lime green, but because you see lime green, you're able to tell a story that resonates to everyone else who sees lime green. And I'm able to tell a story to everyone who sees green. Mm -hmm. But there are billions of people in this world, yeah, and they don't all see green. So as a marketer, you don't have to sell green. You could sell lime green. You could sell olive green. You could bring your own self. We're artists. Like, has if you all haven't seen the Kanye West documentary. Watch the Kanye West documentary. I think it's Yeezus or something. I haven't seen it. Okay, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's phenomenal. Because that's an artist. That's a true creative. And the reason I say that is as a marketer, you can be Kanye West. In fact, you should be Kanye West. Way too many of you are trying to be Scooter Braun. And not nearly enough of you are trying to be Kanye West. And that's a problem. The world needs artists it doesn't need more people. That's all, according to my dark attribution calculations, if we were to increase our LTV CAC ratio. And by the way, the world needs those people too. We don't have nearly enough of those. It's the people in the middle actually the other problem. If you're technical like that and you can do LTV CAC ratios and forecasts and projections, which I love to do, that's great.
1: Yeah, when, it's a measurement of art. Correct. Which that's the beauty but of But if you can you bring can art, well,
0: I don't know. I think that's the artistic nature of measurement.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, you can you know measure I mean? art in our world. And I think that's the coolest thing. It's probably why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, but measuring art is different than doing this, like, mindless analytics of art because you're being lazy and don't actually want to stretch yourself creatively. Because that's what I think is actually happening. Yeah, Like, a lot of times we just get stuck as marketers. We just aimlessly look at Google Analytics or an um, attribution report. But we're not creatively asking – like, we should ask, how can I make this better? We should ask ourselves, if I could do anything, would this be what I do? And we start operating that from as a marketer, that perspective. Like, if I could do anything for this campaign, what would I do? Not like, what do I think will get approved by the client? Mm -hmm. And when we start to change that, like, what what will my boss say yes to? we start doing marketing for approval instead of impact, it kind of just falls apart.
1: Yeah. I think the extra layer is like, what would I do to influence the market? Because to your point, like, we are just individuals and there's billions of people. Yeah. So it is finding that balance, too, because I do think you could go in the wrong direction. And people could be very close-minded thinking like, okay, this is like what I would like. This is what I would do. And I think that's one of the challenges of marketing yeah. is like for me, even advertising jealousy is a tough segment for me Yeah, because I really don't engage in ads. I'm a cynic when it comes to advertising, but I try to use that to my strength in some ways on like what would sell me. But then to my point, I also need to be aware like that's a weakness. That because is a weakness. I'm not the majority of the market, so I can't be closed minded only thinking like okay, Brady, like you're a cynic, like what would sell you? It has helped me in my career because like with conversion rate off I know, but that's the messaging. problem
0: with you. like that's the problem with marketers, Brady, is you got too successful in some regards. And I have the same problem. Like you start to with your success in your career in marketing, you start to forget who you're marketing to. And that's exactly. not your fault. It's not my fault. This is the truth. Like I went to Walmart the other day and there's nothing against Walmart or anything like that. But when you go to Walmart and let's say you normally go to Whole Foods and you haven't been to a Walmart in a couple of years and you're a marketer and then you walk into a Whole Foods and then if, or you normally go to Whole Foods and now you walk into a Walmart, you're like, uh-oh. I think I've been making a lot of wild assumptions about my audience because I thought they f- looked like me. And the truth is, is our audience is almost rarely ever as marketers look like us, and we need to live and experience our audiences. When you get a new product, a new service, go explore that person's reality so you know how to write copy and creative that matches them. Like I built this thing from nothing. I come from nothing. And so I don't know how to market Audemars Peugeot that well right now, I would say. Like, how would you like, how do you, how do you market a product you can't even afford or ever worn before? I don't even know what that brand is. Exactly. <laughs> what That's is a, it? It's a super high end luxury watch brand. Oh, okay. So my point being is just as much as that, some of us forget what it was like to be broke. Some of us forget what it was like to be shopping at Walmart every day, which I used to do. What was it wasn't Walmart, it was like easy, uh, what was the one across from Azusa? Uh, simple, it was green, something green.
1: No, I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, you could. It was over by the. It was over by the. Uh, uh, the movie theater.
1: Um. Yeah. See. I can see it.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was a grocery store, but they had expired food, and I would go there every day. Like, if you like, so if it was like expiring on that day, they would put it seventy-five percent off. Fresh. Yeah, something fresh. Something fresh. They went out of business. That's what's not our fault. Yeah. But that's where I would go every day. Well, then eventually you stop buying expired food, and you go start going to Whole Foods. You forget. What it's like to market to everybody else. And so I do think it's exceptionally important as a marketer to stay humble and truly understand the audiences you're marketing to and be with the people. Be with your – like think about it. These big execs at Ogilvy are now like doing an ad campaign for like Frosted Flakes – but they haven't eaten Frosted Flakes in fifteen years, and they haven't walked the Walmart aisle in fifteen years. How the heck are you gonna resonate with that audience if you don't understand them? Yeah, you
1: know
0: what I'm saying.
1: That's that's why I just think the measurement side of our business is so cool. really though? Because you get to fact check it. Because yeah, that's a, it's just they, a tough mindset. Like but no, you're much- not
0: fact checking it. You're not because how you're not fact checking reality. You're fact checking your assumptions. I think that's my problem with analytics. It's like when people look at analytics, they're assuming that what they're looking at is accurate in the first place. So what analytics yeah. tells you that Susan didn't like the uh, tiger anymore?
1: To me, it's just like A and B testing, right? You get different results. You have a very testing different
0: than analytics, though. I want to be clear. So here. So 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 I'm, I'm a about. massive fan no, of testing. Yeah, I'm
1: talking more about like that type of measurement, A and B testing, seeing different okay. results with different variants, different creative, different messaging. Like, to me, that's the feedback that I love because, you know, I I consider myself an artist. I've always enjoyed math. Same. And that's when I discovered marketing because I was leaning in very heavy in photography. Yes. And then when I got my hands on a Google Ads account and got my hands on landing pages back in the day, that's when it just blew my mind.
0: Well, you and I are on converging paths from opposite start points. So, like, when I started, I... I was like, I'm not an artist. I was all on the technical side, right? My background was economics. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can do all the financial modeling. I can kind of do all that stuff. And I was always like, I'm not an artist. I can't draw. I don't like photos. I'm not, like, my personality type is not a stereotypical artist personality type. I'm, like, very, very type A. Like, if there was a type A, <laughs> like, that's me. And I felt like over the last five years, I've become an artist, especially the last, like, two where I found this other part of me that I actually find a lot more joy. I like I want to stop being the boss so desperately and just be the artist because it's so much more fun to have an artist's viewpoint of the world compared to a CEO's viewpoint of the world. And I feel like you started as an artist and have been recently developing all these other executive traits over the years. And I focus on all the executive traits. And I'm trying to develop more on my artist side of me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Well, marketing is that balance, right? You can't yeah. be full artist. You need yeah. discipline. There's deadlines. Well,
0: yeah, like, you heard me talking about like the stuff. I'm so, like, well, they're an underserved community. I could get a lot of stunt people for like, I get 10 stunt people for one David Hasselhoff. Yeah, right? like, my matters. brain's going, yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's a cool balance, the world we live in, in marketing. I love it. I
0: love it. I think the Raxana has the same problem. I wish they integrated the deodorant. Like, why weren't all those stunt people sweating? You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I watch that ad, I, that's where I get stuck is I don't think the artistry should ever be more important than the outcome. That's like that's I guess my balance. I want to be an artist, but I need to drive outcomes. Mm-hmm. So what if every one of those people were just soaked with sweat stains? Yeah. To me, and that all, like
1: – They were all doing normal things. Correct. So like the person who breaks through the window, I think they were going to a bank or something if they did a little spritz spritz right after –
0: well, a thousand percent. Like I like to me, deodorant, like check this out. Imagine if they did the same thing too where all these people who were doing the stunts were also using the deodorant. But for the first half of the video, they all were going like this and they were like trying to get it off. And then it was like an all natural deodorant at the end. And then halfway through, while they're doing the stunt, someone would toss them a deodorant. They'd grab it and they'd put the new one on. And then you hear to see them go like, <sighs> and at the end it goes, Rexona, a better deodorant. Yeah. Like now I'm like, all right, I want that commercial. So like, I see them. I guess what inspires me is like, I see it and I'm like, okay, stunts, dope idea, connection to driving revenue. Yeah.
1: And that's where I kind of like, I don't know, I get I get excited about it all. Yeah. The application may have been tough because it was a spray, and they were all pretty clothed. So I'm trying to think how. What it if, okay, so
0: it's like no shirts.
1: Yeah, it could be no shirts. How it was, do you it was how do you visualize written. sweat if you don't have shirts on? I mean, Gatorade does it well. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I guess you could put headbands on them.
1: Yeah, and then no, like, I mean, Gatorade does like the close-up shop. You oh. can see the beads of sweat. You like, could
0: do like a portable sauna on sweat. Have everybody in the sauna just sitting in there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. With like their like with their bottom clothes on too. So like everything just you just look soaked. Yeah, and then you go do it, and, every, and then you do it. Like I, no, no, what I mean, no, like, I-
1: it could have been integrated more. Like my mind, the idea that I go to first is you know the sauna's like da 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 da. Da-da. you know that song no
0: i don't i'm so sorry
1: i tried Starlight, to uh, you you know what i'm talking about right well it's unfortunate i'm sure every listener has it in their head now you're you might be the only one so
0: i was talking about earlier guys i'm but like, it's, weirdo
1: it's classical but i'm thinking so it's a song you would play over maybe like a slow-mo clip and i'm time about what are we
0: just like an actual song or is yeah, it's, it's like noise. a
1: very common i mean i'm not a singer so it's on me too but got it a little more from your chest A little more from your chest your two base I don't like ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> i mean this is a new i can't segment. get better than this is where we do like anyway this is
0: where brady tries to tell me
1: like <laughs> in my mind they were doing stunts during the and then for the second it's Spray, spray, because the sound of the spray. Right? Okay, so we're gonna integrate so, da, da, the music da, da, da,
2: <laughs> da, da, da.
1: <laughs> while they're doing the stunts.
2: I still don't know who you're talking oh, about.
1: man, we'll we'll hit you with a clip, and you'll be like, <laughs> "How did I not know, well, that? Like, you know what that?" we should do. I could probably Shazam me doing that, and we pull up. We
0: should add the producer, which well, not this producer. We have a video person, Ryan. I need
1: you to actually make my clips, so buddy. Um, <laughs> if he, he could take the commercial and he put the clip over. Oh it. yeah, there is some post production that can be <laughs> yeah. done on this segment. It actually reminds me of a YouTube video I just saw on Reddit last night, or maybe okay. just a video. Keep going. And it was these <laughs> these two grandmas in the house, and one of them was talking to Alexa, doing what I just did, saying, yep. "Alexa, play this song," and she was like, "da
2: da da da,", da.
1: and it just plays. I think in the club by 50 cent oh a, i do know that one
2: yeah you know in the yeah, club well, that was but yeah school. this
1: grandma's just like duh, 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 duh. And, and alexa just drops in the club by 50 cent and the one grandma's look is just like what, what? and then it stops it was super funny
0: all right i need to hear about yeah, this was really too really? that's a
1: good clip i need this well you know brady we're having fun today oh yeah we could maybe do the first segment the whole episode. We have done I the even, first. I stopped, Time my, I, I, s- I stopped myself on my segment. I had more.
0: I want to be honest. We have done the first segment of the whole episode. Not oh, nice. Which I love. Is now, it a wrap? We're not done yet. Okay, so I had a okay. question that I think is like... I, I want to skip the, all the way to the end. Cause like, okay. I actually had some good stuff for Psychology and Marketing. We could save it for another show. and Tactically Delicious also. Yeah. Um, that I was actually excited about. But, I don't know. I feel like we're just riffing and we're getting into some stuff that I really care about. But... I have a topic that I think is, like, really, really good for us okay. to discuss. A little more serious, actually, Brady. Okay. Doesn't want Moon off to actually stay serious, but I think it's a serious topic. I mm-hmm. don't think our discussion has to be serious, but serious topic. And that's the Live Tour. Oh, boy. Yeah, baby. I'm taking this you there.
1: You see the PGA's reaction to it?
0: I did see the PGA's reaction I mean, to it.
1: That's tough to do. That yeah. really shows your cards, money in the pockets the whole time kind of thing.
0: So what I haven't seen anyone talk about is advertisers on the Live Tour.
1: That's true. I want to say I saw a clip and it just seemed like just a film crew on a golf course and nothing else going on. You should probably keep the listeners up to speed, though, for Live Tour.
0: You're right. You're right. I should create it. Thank you for that. That was good. No, I'm just no, saying. No, like, no, no, that you was know, good. You got to
1: think of the demographics outside of you. I, didn't we just talk about this?
0: You're right. I'm like a sports <laughs> nerd. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was seeing the world through my bubble. All right. I'll break it down for y'all. So PGA Tour has been around since the dinosaurs. It's the definition of white stuffy old men. And then Tiger came along and actually made golf relevant. Essentially what happened. I mean, is that a fair assessment? And then yes. Okay. And then from that I literally had no idea. I couldn't see either. you. Were on mute, I'm my telling bed. you, the mute buttons are tough. I know, the mute button is tough. We're gonna, we'll figure it out. Yeah, and so, essentially, Tiger came along, made the PGA Tour relevant, one of the greatest athletes of all time. But, let's not say Tiger's background is perfectly ethical. No. Just for a moment. I love Tiger. Yeah. It's fun to root for Tiger. It's fun to watch it. We love a great American story. A redemption story. You know, we all saw... Hopefully you've seen like the mug shots and stuff of Tiger. And it's yeah. like the redemption story of Tiger. We love yeah. that,
1: but you know, just to back up Tiger, when you're a seven year old kid and you're hanging out with your dad and his best friend on the putting green, and you see your dad and his best friend bringing ladies into their trailer when they're both married, it's pretty tough to not develop that way.
0: Shout out Tiger! Watch the
1: documentary; it's fascinating. I
0: I, I feel you on this, and I'm not. This isn't going to be about Tiger. I think it's more about. I think the way culture works is where mm-hmm. my, i'm going with this so it's all going to be a tour tiger Cubs blows up augusta by the way i think at the time of tiger still doesn't allow do they allow black members at this time yet at augusta what about women i would sure hope so i don't think they allowed
1: women though at this point yeah i mean the country clubs are it's just such a weird i mean we, we live in such a bubble here in southern california so i think that's the only time i really experienced not that level, but even going to country clubs, like you can't have your hat on. Well, yeah, if
0: you turn every, I think that, I mean, this is a bit by um, Carlin back in the day, George Carlin. And he would say, essentially, you know, if we just turn, we could solve homelessness by turning golf courses into homeless shelters. He's not wrong. Mm -hmm. Gladwell's got a bit on it too. And I play golf. But my point being is this is a PGA tour. You got Tiger, you got, by the way, Phil just doing, Everything on the tour the whole time, gambling like crazy. You got country clubs that are either racist historically or don't don't allow women into them. So the PGA Tour, to my point here, is not some, like, ethically above reproach, perfect organization. Mm-hmm. Live Tour comes around with Saudi money. They're chopping people's heads off, killing journalists. Women don't have access to basic rights. This is what's actually going on. hmm and essentially what's going on is Liv has given people like $250 million to join their tour. So they're just poaching the top talent with – and this isn't the Liv tour that's doing it. This is a like sacred Saudi – whatever, right? Like Saudi uh, Saudi Arabian government. And they're bringing these players. They're paying them $250 million, $200 million, to come play for them, which – technically is their prerogative they could pay we live in a global free economy yeah. you could pay people for their services and they're willing to pay more than the pga tour is
1: yeah. and the purse like the winnings for the tournament is much larger too bigger purse so,
0: bigger guaranteed money yeah fewer fewer matches but no history no legacy no real i mean it's on youtube it's team format it's very weird right but this is their thing it's their startup it's like if the xfl or any startup sports league poached you know, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. to come play for them. That's what they're doing. It's a big deal in the sports world. But what no one's talking about... Does that that help? Is that good context Yeah, that that was good. Okay, cool. So, I needed that. But what no one's talking about is the advertisers. And since this is a show on advertising marketing in general, I thought I could tee you up for some controversy, I guess. But not in a bad way. Just like, what's your take on it? Like, would you... If you had a client who said they wanted to advertise on the live tour, mm-hmm. what's your take on that?
1: I mean, still, I'm loving the pun, tee you up. I just got to give you credit for that. I don't know if you meant it, but was good. You said tee you up, and we're talking golf. Oh, I love it. Is I, I, that I natural?
0: Hate, no, I hate puns. That was not Oh, bad. you did it. I feel like puns are the lowest form of comedy. My last marketing director hated me oh, for it because yeah. everything be she write with
1: those statements. You got some employees who love puns. Love puns. Oh, I
0: and I hate puns. I tell them to their face. I say oh, that's tough. I think the lowest form of copywriting
1: is puns. Now there's gonna be private Slack channels with you not in it just for puns. I uh, already are. Yeah, probably. I'm <laughs> <laughs> probably not in them either. I, I find out all the day about some new channel that I'm not
0: in, and oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, to your question, I mean that's that's an easy one. I think. Most orgs are going to say no.
0: No, no, i not. I know the org asked us to. Oh, they want
1: <laughs> us to. Correct. Said, yeah, we're the advertiser.
0: Stance. We're an ad agency, bro. So we get a client. Been with us for a lot of years. Love and respect them. They want us to advertise on the live tour.
1: That's a question for you. You own the company. I think we got enough <laughs> money. I'm going to guess we say... I don't know if we say no. I don't know if we say Or no. if we share our stance. I, here's the right
0: reason I don't say no. Maybe I do, and I don't have an actual opinion. I just want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a, that's a big decision, and we're having a casual conversation. But I would love to hear. Yeah, that. yeah, no, no, no.
0: I think it's okay to talk about things. I think the problem with the world is we don't talk about things. Yeah. I think it's hard to essentially play ethical purity with advertising.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's a great point. It's, that's all like, it's hard to play ethical purity in this world. I mean, you can watch documentaries about Apple sourcing materials for their products and the supply chain and how the aluminum. Is. And I'm not
0: even doing it from the money perspective. I'm not saying it's not like, what's your number? In other yeah. words, like,
1: how much would you have to have
0: for someone for you to do that? That's the argument they're doing for the live like how much would the live tour have to pay you? for you to go play for them and they're like well 200 million is my number or whatever yeah that's, this isn't about your number to me this is just about like as advertisers who are distributing a brand's message this is a placement mm-hmm. that's not like for example if a client wanted you to place an ad on breitbart for them that's a great example we get that all the time like you know what i mean it's just a placement mm-hmm. so i'm i'm asking you like right i'm buying inventory it's a media plan yeah. And they want to add they, – they believe that their demographic cares about golf. They already advertise on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. They want to expand their advertising to the Live Tour. I, I mean, as the ad agency, I'm not saying like you forgot to exclude LIV Tour. The client emails you frustrated because you mm-hmm. put their ad on the Live Tour. I'm saying the client is asking you to put their ad on the Live Tour. Yeah. Like what's your take on that? Like from your perspective like as an advertiser – and I'll give you mine too. I'm just like so curious about this.
1: I mean, I would want to unpack everything. And so I do. But it's a good
0: I'm, but it's audience. Like, oh, I'm saying is it's a good ad. So in other words.
1: Yeah, it's a good ad. It's the right market. Because even the. It's Breit- exactly. It's already know. working on the PGA tour. Yeah. The bright part example, I would let the client know, like, hey, you know, there's people who crawl that Twitter. They crawl those feeds. They crawl that site. They're like, we understand. And they will tweet out that you're advertising on them.
0: And they go, we understand we're already advertising on Fox News. Yeah. And we, it's doing really well for us. Mm-hmm. That's where our audience. Yeah, segment they feel is.
1: they're like, oh, we think it's a hundred percent of our demographic. And even when people know we're doing it, we don't think they're going to get mad. Then what the heck do you do in that situation? Well, and ironically,
0: and I know people will hate this, but like with everything that happened in the BLM stuff, with the funding and the like, they, they, a lot of drama did not happen there. And I would say those are on the 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 society's perception of the right and the left. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would not advertise on either of them for a customer if it, if it was good for the customer's goals i don't think i would not like if a like a someone who really wanted to penetrate the conservative market for whatever reason wanted me to advertise on breitbart and the ad wasn't a bad ad because i'm not in control of breitbart
1: yeah because i think the gap is like the company you're advertising for their values
0: correct i serve them as the advertiser.
1: Yeah, and if they have pure values that we align with as a business.
0: Now, I'm not saying, but the ad, the ad is aligned with my values.
1: Yeah, the ad and the, the organization. The correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are fully aligned with your yeah. values, yet Breitbart isn't. The earth. placement isn't. The correct. Live so it's, so, yeah, correct. Is, it's a, because it's I
0: think? only work with companies. I'll be crystal clear to everybody listening. I only work with organizations that share my values. Period. But what if the organization that shares your values? Mm hmm. Wants to advertise a place like advertise a message which also shares your values on a placement mm-hmm. that doesn't.
1: So, the, and the placement makes sense, it's a good yeah, place. The placement makes sense, the audience is there. I'm gonna say I would go for it, I would do because I think once you get into that game. Like, it's just Where like, does it end? You can never... That's the exactly. problem. It's it never like, ends. Oh, you know every display placement you've ever done. You know every YouTube video. Yeah, now I don't like... Oh, I'm it. not allowed to
0: advertise on Barstool. I'm not allowed to advertise on CNN. I'm yeah. not allowed to advertise like, on Fox. YouTube
1: demonetization is shit. You can't just trust YouTube to never show your ad on a channel or a video that doesn't align with your values or is unethical. Well, and
0: of course, YouTube's never done anything wrong. Yeah, right. Because they've taken the care of every creator that's ever... <laughs> <laughs> built on their platform and they're known for just honoring creators yeah and truly honoring the people who make their platform even have frankly any money is because people put their content on their platform and youtube what they do better than anyone in the world is truly honor those people
1: yeah they give them plaques dude ethically plaques
0: that's what i say like what like what are we talking about here? are we gonna really go around and judge everyone's morals
1: well that was my point like we we don't all have, but a lot of us have iPhones. Yeah. And if you got into researching the supply chain of iPhones, you would find out that the person they bought aluminum from bought it from someone else who bought it from someone else. Or drink coffee. Had a very unethical operation.
0: Uh, yeah. So I it's mean, like,
1: yeah. sure, the ethics that are broken that we don't align with in these two examples we're we're kind of saying here, they're on the surface. But in a lot of companies, the ethics are broken middle layer at the core yeah but
0: isn't it like hear me out on this isn't it just hilariously hypocritical do you like to drive your car
1: yeah i love my car where do you get your gas costco
0: where's costco at the gas
1: no fucking clue
0: saudi arabia
1: you're (laughs) driving around with saudi Uh, gas
0: in your car while judging another human for their actions like that's like that's what's crazy about this whole thing yeah is it so
1: no even mcdonald's left russia they opened up a new brand, I believe. They didn't leave you know, Russia. you got to fact yeah. check me yeah. on yeah. this. Yeah. We, but no, no, no. The show I has no I facts. I thought I read an article that – yeah, right <laughs> – that McDonald's launched under a new brand.
0: Yeah, no. I saw, I saw the same thing. So
1: are you going to stop eating Big Macs?
0: Hell no. Big Macs are delicious. They're and delicious. the fries – do you see the Malcolm Gladwell where they talk about how they used to use different animal fat for the fries and that's why it got worse over the years? No. Like old fries from McDonald's tasted different than new ones because they used to use uh, like
1: animal fat. I did not know that. It's like the Coke and cocaine. With less cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, so
0: I, in my personal opinion, if I align with the ad I'm selling, like, if the ad I'm actually advertising is aligned with my values and the company I'm al- is aligned with my values, I would need something to be more he- heinous than any of these examples. I don't know. It's horrible, I know. I just don't know, like, if you're advertising the golf. I mean, I watch Manchester City as my favorite team who's owned by, like, that's the, like, when you start to actually understand who owns all these sports teams and, like, if you like sports and where all the money comes from, it's not, a, like, if you want to start doing that, I think that's totally in your prerogative. It's just, if you start only watching or consuming information, from people who are ethically above approach, you're never gonna be able to learn anything.
1: Yeah, I just don't know where the line is.
0: I know, because this Saudi thing is really like, dude, do I wanna advertise and give my money to somebody who killed a journalist? No. But I'm not advertising directive on the Live Tour. That's the, I'm advertising my client who shares my values with a message that I align with to an audience that's perfect for them. Am I going to say I won't do it for you?
2: I don't know.
1: I just don't know where the line is. Like I'm going to take it to the extreme, right? So there's oh. no. I mean, <laughs> I
0: mean, but everybody no. Everybody wants to talk about social justice yeah, issues so, till China comes up and they got to sell some
1: sneakers. Yeah. All this crazy shit that happens in the world, a lot of it's online. Right, There are, let's say, videos of beheadings yes, going on. It's horrific. But we all get our gas from there to drive down the street. Yeah, videos of beheadings going on. And there is technically a demographic... Biden's Ooh, flying
0: I out there, by the way, next week. Just want to make sure. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. He needs to straight relationships and increase oil production. That's what, that is the irony of the whole thing. He's trying to increase oil production out of Saudi Arabia while all these athletes are getting crucified for taking money from them. while we as individuals put it in our cars so we can save 13 cents.
2: Yeah.
1: But what about, what about an ad on that video? It's the right demographic. Like, whatever demographic is watching Oh, no, no, no no no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's just like, where the heck is the line? I like, can't I know do that's direct. an extreme. That, well, no, it's not. It's anyone not. would say no. Well, you categorize
0: it. I don't think it's extreme. I think we could categorize that. Yes, it is extreme. I think we could categorize it into the non-extreme. It's like gory, violent. Direct. Direct. Direct placement. Because when you advertise on the live tour, if we just... We're directly advertising on a golf event. Okay? We're mm-hmm. not directly... Advertising on something that's pushing or hurting humanity in that that it's it's a golf tour, okay? Yeah, it's golf. Yeah, it's a segment. It's golf. It's funded by Saudi Arabia, but it's golf. So you're advertising on golf. You're not advertising Mm -hmm. on beheadings. That's so. What I would say is Saudi Arabia, like advertising on the live tour, is what I would call indirect placement. Advertising on a beheading would be a direct placement. Yeah, direct. No, never. Never, never, ever. Indirect, I think that gets I don't I don't I don't think if you go down the indirect line as an ad agency you could stay in business and not be hypocritical. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I can't do things hypocritically. Yeah. I'm like that I'm as authentic as it gets. So if I didn't advertise on the Live Tour I would then have to, because of who I am as a human, I would have to do my research on every one of my placements and come up with an ethical grading scale. Yeah. According to who? Me, by the way? Probably it's not my ad or my company. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I just have to wash my hands with things. I'm, I'm the one hosting the conversation. I think it's a conversation we should have. Yeah. But I don't know if we could indirectly not place ads for companies we believe in, mm-hmm. values we share, ads we believe in, with values we share to an audience that fits perfectly because they're funded by someone who we think is despicable and evil. Because unfortunately, if that's the criteria,
1: where the hell are we going to place our ads? Exactly. And it's, you don't know. You don't know. You just don't, you don't know. You don't know. Ask Bill Gates if he knew. Yeah. He went out to the island. Exactly, yeah.
0: I mean, this is real. We all are interacting with evil and don't always know it. Mm -hmm. Humans aren't perfect. So if that's the thing, it's like you have to be morally above reproach given the current morals of this exact moment depending on the media outlet controlling the narrative. I mean, seriously, what do you – like I don't understand the people that get crucified for going on Fox News to promote their business. Like, they're not saying they advocate Fox News. They're saying that they're here to promote their business. Just like I don't understand why you can't go on Fox News and CNN if it's about promoting your business. Everything became yeah. so polarizing to it's like, oh, you're associated with them. And it's like, no, they've got a big audience, and I'll go talk to anyone who could grow my company.
1: Yeah, they're not going to run Life Alert on the Disney Channel. No. <laughs> Makes no sense. No, yeah, it's just weird. We don't know the, this world is broken. Ethics are broken across the board. If we truly align with, oh, we got to be ethical 100%, our ad budget would be zero.
0: Well, it's a weird thing because like, I'm a progressive in many regards and I love how we're starting to honor the marginalized and protecting those who need protection and supporting those who need support. And it makes me really proud to be American in many regards. But as an advertiser... I'm really, I guess, a neutral party in some regards because I'm distributing another company's message. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to my own ads, I would never advertise on a live tour. So I do – like this is a – it's a really important distinction. Like I won't do certain things that don't align with my values. But if it's someone else's thing and I'm supporting them and that's my entire – it's how my family f- eats. I don't think I could be in the business of that. I just don't think that. I don't think Directive could not manage ads for people in placements that we didn't perfectly align with. I mean, it would split our whole company up. Imagine mm-hmm. if, like, if you had half your company would be like, yeah, you cannot advertise. Like, we will never place any clients on Fox News. And then the other half of the company is like, we'll never place clients on CNN.
1: How oh, yeah, do you on even a have unit a unit level?
0: Yeah, how do you even have a culture? I mean, it would rip the fabric of our ad agency apart. You, like, you, it, these are real issues that people don't think about. But, like, this is, to me, the important parts of our society is that we've all gotten to the point where we can't respect other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. We can't change our own opinion. We can't develop and be fluid as humans. Instead, we get locked into these things and we start grandstanding. Like, we wear masks outside with no one around just so no one thinks we're a Republican. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we've gotten as a culture, as a humanity – and I think we got to go back to being logical humans who decide things for themselves, not like groupthink people who are being controlled by higher powers that really don't have your own best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's an interesting subject. No one wants to talk about it. But if you know me at all, I'll nice. talk about it. such anything. a
1: vast subject, too. Like, your point to, on an employee level, on a unit level, I mean, you might have someone who doesn't believe in dog breeders. Oh, dude, like I will take the
0: U.S. government contract in a heartbeat and people go, oh, my God. Like you see it's going on in Google, Facebook, Apple all the time. They close a contract with the Pentagon, anything national defense related, and they're like, how could you? Mm -hmm. Yet they wonder how we have all these freedoms. Yeah. And I'm not saying what I would do. All I'm saying is like it gets really, really, really hard to try to ethically create some type of magical line. When you're serving others.
1: Yeah. And the timeline. Like, even going back to Tiger, like he did go through a dark time. He lost sponsors during it. Yeah. Sponsors are back on the hat.
2: Dude, how all long
1: ago that happened? Global 10, football. 15 years ago.
0: Like global soccer. Is come like FIFA is one of the most corrupt organizations in the world. All the owners, of all these famous football teams are like literally. Mafia money, drug money, like go look at South America, Central America, soccer, who owns the teams? Go look in Eastern Europe and parts of like the globe of how, who owns these teams. Look at the EPL and who owns the teams. It's not, this is not some new thing. It's just like everybody somehow latched onto it and then simultaneously, we're all driving cars with their gas
1: in it. Yeah. That's crazy. Foxconn, China, nets around the building because of all the suicide attempts. That is where I think over 80% of electronics are manufactured. Foxconn. And there's nets around the building because of the volume of suicide attempts. And all rockets.
0: we care about is if our iPhone can be 10% cheaper. So oh, I don't I was... know where we're all getting off as humans to be so morally above everyone.
1: Exactly. Uh, that's the thing.
0: Like that, That's why I don't like, hate hating and judging. It's like I'm trying to make a buck just like everybody else. I have my own values and ethics. But if I'm serving a company that I share values with, with an ad I believe in, to a demographic that's correct, am I not going to do that placement because their ownership I disagree with? The product's golf.
1: Yeah, you have to have – I'm not advertising
0: on beheadings. Yeah. I'm advertising on golf. That's the indirect. The direct is a clear no-fly zone, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could get crazy with this conversation. I know it's, it's no way to do but look at, We're looking at Saudi right now. We could look at the U.S. We could yes. hear stories from our time.
0: Oh, like slavery? No. Well, oh, not sorry.
1: even that. I'm thinking like war-related <laughs> time in the Middle East. and
0: You mean segregation like from 40 years ago?
1: No, I'm talking okay. shit that went down during the war. Oh, you
0: mean like when we like bobbed all the people for like about weapons of mass destruction, but there didn't end up ever being yeah, any. something along those lines. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, probably some rape going on yeah, yeah. by U.S. <laughs> military and soldiers. Like, but all you got to do is do a song that goes,
0: I'm proud to be an American. Yeah, so. Which, so I, and I am proud to be an American, but these are, you can't go around like and acting like you, your no. crap don't stink.
1: No, I don't think the layer is on an organizational level. I don't think the layer is on a political level there's dark people in this world and they are attached to everything. So you can't have your ethical stamp done by individuals. And so I think that's where like the organizational value and all that comes in. Yeah. Cause it, I think that's an important variable. It's, it's on a person level and yes, there are layers of like groups of people of a hundred percent, but yeah, it, once you tie it to countries and, and that high of a level, that's all just made up of, dark, broken people, and good people, and people in the middle.
0: Well, yeah, the U.S. government's not perfect. No. and Nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. And I think if you're directly working with something that's evil, that's a problem. If you're indirectly doing something with evil in a global economy, I don't know how you'd avoid it, unfortunately, at this point. It's sad to say. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely sad. Because I, I agree, in a perfect world, I would never want to do something with the live tour. Perfect world. But if I say I will do anything with the live tour... I'll end up being pretty hypocritical very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. So, hey, that's some food for thought for everybody. Some stuff people I don't think everyone want about. That's talk a deep about.
1: conversation. I mean, it's just got me thinking, is it one big web? And you might think you're on a clean spot of that web and the end of the day. It's, you're
0: driving it's, your it's car with Saudi web. gas to your protest of Saudi gas. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It's the it's the truth of the irony. Yeah. You're driving your car full of Saudi <laughs> gas to protest Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, now I've really learned what ignorance is bliss means over the oh yeah over the years. Ever since I had access to the internet,
0: yeah, it's completely changed everything. So hey everybody, that's episode two of original marketing. It's not all jokes. Sometimes we want to talk about real things, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode. So thanks y'all and subscribe. Give me five stars. Tell a friend. Unless there's ten available, then please. Yeah, then do ten. Yeah, yeah lots of tens. And then subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Oh, we got to manipulate those numbers. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So thank you, everybody, and uh, have a great week.